by 2050, it's estimated that there'll be almost 10 billion people in the world. We need to be able to feed everyone. So we must be able to produce more crop with less erosion of soil. That's going to impact our future generations. So we need to be able to understand at an extremely precise level how we can manage our farms with less use of our natural resources. Welcome to the Esri and the Science of Wear podcast. I'm Marcella Cavallero, Esri Manager of National Government Emerging Business, and I'll be your host for today. You just heard Dr. Angela Bowman, research scientist at John Deere, remind us of the global importance of the agriculture industry and the need to optimize its ability to create a more sustainable future. Today's agriculture industry depends on technology and data and location intelligence to implement sophisticated precision agriculture techniques. Here, Esri CMO Mariana Cantor investigate how location technology and advanced analytics are helping enable sustainable farming while driving growth and profitability. Angela, hello, and thank you for being here with us. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Before we get to your work, I'd like to explore a little bit the industry that John Deere serves, the agricultural sector. Sometimes it doesn't get enough credit for being on the cutting edge of technology. We hear a lot about smart cities, uh, around smart manufacturing, smart utilities, but I know there is a lot of tech-savvy farming out there. Can you talk about that and about the data-driven operations in agriculture and whether it varies widely across the industry, and if so, why? So John Deere is a global company, and we've been around for well over 100 years. And unfortunately, not everybody in the world farms John Deere Green, but the customers that we do have are extremely tech-savvy. They're some of the smartest people that I've encountered throughout my career. And so the customers that we work with, they are very invested in understanding their fields at a higher level. They already have that inherent knowledge of their landscape and their soil and, and how their farms work in a larger scale. But the movement through this precision agriculture and digital agriculture movement is, is really understanding at a precise level the changes to farming practices that can impact their overall yield, thus their overall profits, while also maintaining environmental sustainability. So data has definitely impacted the, the agricultural sector in the recent years in terms of John Deere equipment Collecting that data has been one of the missions of our company. And so uh, continuing that data collection so that we can continue to improve efficiencies and improve equipment and thus improve some of the technology is one of the core missions of, of the Intelligent Solutions Group, which is the research sector that I'm a part of at John Deere. That's one of the major pushes that we're, we're working towards right now. I know you're not a farmer, you're a scientist, but would you have any insight into the day in the life of a farmer these days? So I can speak to farmers in Iowa. So, you know, I, I live in Iowa, I work in Iowa. And so the farmers that I get to interact with on a daily basis will often have many different fields within their organization. And so they're managing not only the fields within, you know, several square miles, but also the commodity prices of their grains and the chemistry of their soil and the, the management of their labor and the logistics of their planting and application and harvest. And so farmers today have an extremely complex system in which they have to work. And so part of the mission of John Deere is to work towards the, helping those customers maximize their efficiency because at the end of the day, we all want to be with our families. And that's that's the key of, of making sure that every farmer can get home and have that downtime that's that's critical to successful farming. Are you seeing that 
the traditional farms that are potentially passing on their craft to next generations are also embracing some of these technologies? Absolutely, yeah. And, you know, I've had the opportunity to teach several students uh, through Iowa State University, and they're really embracing that technology. So understanding geospatial analytics, for instance, and really understanding what's happening on a spatial level within their farms. Now, clearly these types of technologies and your fleets are helping farmers be more efficient and the outcomes, I would imagine, to the bottom line and the business from the business perspective. But are there also benefits of this tech for sustainability, for resiliency? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, so I'm a hydrologist, but my primary mission in life is conservation. You know, I don't ask for straws at restaurants because that's bad, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> But as part of the movement of precision agriculture, the goal really as a company is to maximize profits and to help our customers do the same. But at the same time, we can really work towards environmental sustainability because really we have one soil, right? Farmers have one opportunity to farm their land. And once that soil's gone, there's not that opportunity to farm anymore. So understanding at an exact, precise level of how much nutrients to input into the soil, how much water is being required to maximize that crop, how much fertilizer, how much seed, and also how much tillage is going on at that exact location. That really helps to understand from a sustainability level how to protect our land for future generations. You used the term precision agriculture a few times. Can you define it for us? Yeah, so I would define, this is my own personal definition of precision agriculture, but I would define precision agriculture as given all the information of a given location, how can you take that information as a farmer, as a grower, as a, as a consumer to really take that information in that exact spot and maximize the crop growth at that particular location or in that particular zone or that particular field? So that data can range from uh, information such as soil type or groundwater level or nutrient level of the soil, the soil chemistry, the crop type that's, going, that's being planted, and really understanding at that level of, of precision, that crop level, how to maximize that growth. And so nothing is wasted throughout the system. So as a result, sustainability is increased, profitability is increased, while other resources are minimized. What is the importance of precision agriculture for the world at large? So I would argue, as a hydrologist, most of my worldview comes through that lens, that precision agriculture is absolutely critical and becoming more so into the future. We need to be able to provide more food, fiber, infrastructure to feed the livestock and the people that are in the world. By 2050, it's estimated that there'll be almost 10 billion people in the world. We need to be able to feed everyone. So we must be able to produce more crop with less resources. We must be able to produce more crop with less water, less chemical injection into the subsurface, less erosion of soil that's going to impact our future generations. So we need to be able to understand at an extremely precise level how we can manage our farms with less use of our natural resources. Today, a lot of the success that agriculture operators achieve on the ground seems to rely a lot on satellites. Can you explain the role of satellites collecting data and in precision or smart agriculture? Absolutely. So we've been the leader of using satellite data for precision agriculture for the last 20 plus years. We're using satellite data, geolocation information. Farmers were able to really understand where their 
seeds were being planted. And so that the tractor, the planting equipment could really implement that material or the crop at a given location. And really understanding the placement of seeds through section control on our equipment where we the farmer can understand where seed has already been planted so that they're not doubling up on that planting in that given location using that geolocation data and, and satellite information. That was in the 90s and, and still is an operation today. The evolution of understanding our world as a system is using that satellite data at a near real-time information to really gather other information. Having more data isn't necessarily more information. There's a plethora of, of a lot of satellite data out there, but it's really that fine science and potentially art of getting information out of that data that is relevant to me as a scientist and also to our customers. There, there seems to be a plethora of data that's coming in, as you mentioned. Can you break it down for us as to how it's being used? Is it the farmer in the field using some sort of real-time feeds? Customers have the opportunity through the John Deere Operations Center, for instance, to bring in any data that they would like. You know, And so up until now, understanding imagery of their field has been uh, pictures, essentially, um, JPEGs or PNG files where they can really get a layout of their field from a visual perspective. And so having that additional imagery really helps them to pinpoint potential areas of their field that might need additional scouting, for instance, or additional help or uh, maybe some additional application of fertilizer or whatnot to help their crops grow. As a scientist, we are interested in that underlying data of the imagery. So there you have almost two types of data that can come from satellites or aerial imagery or drones. And that's the, the picture, which is awesome. I like pictures. You know, that's a very good thing. Who doesn't? <laughs> Who doesn't? But, but I'm very interested in the underlying data, so the bands that, are cre that create that imagery, and how we can use that data to provide additional meaningful insights for customers so that they can really take that information and, and pinpoint locations that need additional help. And so those are some of the things that we're working towards every day to help not only give our customers the imagery, the pictures, but also the underlying meaningful data that comes from that imagery. It's fascinating because it's no longer just manufacturing, it's no longer just retail, it's about data science. So our CEO recently said that we are a technology company. That's it, first and foremost, and we are working in the, into the future as a technology company. And if you think about the history of John Deere, we were a technology company back in the early 1800s when we replaced the horse with a tractor. And so we are serious about our commitment to technology as a technology company. We have also opened John Deere Labs, which is located in the Bay Area as kind of an innovation hub for driving technology forward in that space. And then bringing in scientists like myself that though artificial intelligence and machine learning are, are really fascinating and really exciting fields, having the underlying science correct when we're working with that type of uh, modeling and manipulation, it's really critical to understanding and providing our, our customers that, that, that detail, that level of accurate scientific data. What other data sources or data sets are important to farming and agriculture? We talked about imagery and so on. A lot of the data that's very important to understanding a, a farming practice is anything that ties information to the land surface. So soil type, soil health and soil chemistry, 
water table, movement of water across the landscape and that infiltration of water into the subsurface. How is that water moving off the field and, and where is it going? How much water is available for crop type uh, and or crop growth throughout the growing season? Weather data, you know, critical weather information that will impact planting time and growing time and, and harvest. That accessibility of getting, you know, extremely heavy equipment into the field. How's the attribute of location important to these data types? As I mentioned earlier, farmers know more about their landscape than anyone else. And if we provide customers with information that is not precisely located, that commitment to our quality and integrity and commitment to our customers is, is degraded. And so uh, location is everything. And that's what we work towards every day is making sure that the information that we are collecting and providing is located as precisely as possible in space and over time. How would you define the term location intelligence? So in our industry and in, in the agricultural sector, I would define location intelligence as providing that information to the machines that when a machine is on the on a farm field, they're able to pull up that information and know exactly what's going to be in that space and time. Uh, the soil type is exactly what, what our equipment says it's going to be. The, the soil moisture level or the soil health and soil properties are going to be exactly what what our equipment says it's going to be at that precise location. Zones of the field that might be might have better um, yield historically than other areas that need might need a little bit more attention, making sure that application of fertilizer or whatnot is is or nitrogen or phosphorus later in after harvest is exactly where it's supposed to be. Farmers need to be able to understand throughout the growing season if there's something that's impacting their farm fields and they could be they could have farms, you know, located over several square miles. And so it's really critical from a high temporal resolution, which means an equally spaced time frame that satellite data can basically capture imagery. So for instance, uh, I use Landsat data a lot. So every eight days I can collect a new Landsat image and over a given area to really understand the changes in time that are happening on a farm field. So a grower can quickly look at those imagery over time after eight days or however much time frame they want to understand if a given area in their field is being impacted by disease, for instance, or is flooded, or potentially a rainstorm came over and some of their crop is bowled over and they can't grow that crop any longer. So they, that, that change can really help them as a farm manager get into the field and understand what's happening and mitigate those changes throughout the growing season. So maybe have a placement of additional insecticide or something that they might need to add to, to make sure that crop in that area is healthy to maximize that crop yield at the end of the season. What is the margin of error for these and what are some of the implications of getting it wrong? So as a scientist, a research scientist, my goal is to make sure that that margin of error is as thin as possible. I, I want to make sure that the data is exactly where it's supposed to be in space and time. Now, given satellite data and some of the inherent uh, errors within that data, that's, con that's going to continually evolve. There are margins of error that occur within data in the field, and I would argue that margins of error should be within a foot of accuracy. Now, whether that's real or not, really it depends on the space and time where you are in the world. Um, in the upper Midwest, in Iowa, for instance, you know, it, we're, it's a pretty good area because we're very wide open. It's relatively topographically homogeneous. 
you don't have mountains, you don't have extremely steep river valleys that are going to impact location. Now, when you're looking in other locations around the United States and around the world where you might have uh, valleys, so you've, let's say southwestern Colorado, for instance, where you've got plateaus and you've got valleys, that some of the air might be a little bit higher there, and, and the margin for air, however, needs to be less because those areas you know, Central Valley of California, Southwestern Colorado, that those areas really rely on precise information to be able to successfully manage their crops. Um, I would argue the margin, margin for error in some place like Iowa, Illinois, upper Midwest U.S. can be a little bit higher. Of course, as a scientist, I strive for zero margin of error. So that's the ultimate goal and what I will continuously strive for as a scientist. The art of prediction has been important for farmers for millennia, like the farmer's almanac is just one example. In addition to predicting weather patterns, what are some key predictions modern agriculture has to make? So today in, in modern agriculture, it's extremely complex. Farmers have to wear many, many hats, and you know, they, on any given day, they're commodity brokers, they're bankers, they're chemists, they're agronomists. So one of the things that we do as a research group is assist in providing that information that can help farmers predict yield. How can we help farmers understand their yield based on other areas of similar planting type, soil type, you know, crop type, what have you? Other things though that they're going to have to predict is, you know, they have to keep track of commodity prices and their grain prices and, you know, they pay for their grain a year or more in advance of the growing season. So, you know, what what strain of crop type are they going to use that's going to be most beneficial for their land? They have to be able to predict that information. Are all farmers technologists? And if so, what makes you say that? Yes, I would argue that all farmers must be technologists in today's technology-driven world. Um, as as the farming population is aging, you know, there there's fewer and fewer farmers that are coming into that field. It's it's very demanding. It's a very difficult field. You know, it, it's it can be very taxing in terms of profits and losses. And so the younger farmers that come in have to be tech savvy. They have to be more efficient. They have to understand the whole system in order to make sure they're not losing money at any given point in the, along that system. And so they're going to work more in collaboration with farm managers, with, with John Deere dealers, for instance, uh, with agronomists, with scouts who are going out into the field to making sure that their field is operating the way it should be. They're, they're going to be much more collaborative driven and work across technologies to make sure that their farm systems are operating at their, their maximum potential. Angela, I very much enjoyed that conversation. Thank you for being here Thank with you us. so much. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Esri and the Science of Wear podcast. And thanks to John Deere's Angela Bowman for helping us understand how the combination of data science and advanced location technology is transforming agriculture and enabling critical benefits to the global food supply. To learn more about how location technology improves growth and transformation, download our free ebooks, Making Sense of Digital Transformation at esri.com forward slash where and Making the Most of the Internet of Things at esri.com forward slash IOT.